Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't going to tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Many years ago, uh, we were out at Carnahan's at a, at a branding, and it was just one of those days. And... Um, we got out there, the sun was shining, it was, it was warm, and uh, if something could go wrong with my roping, it would. You know, I was dipping my shoulder, uh, it was before I had shoulder surgery, and, you know, I, if I picked up two, I'd slip one. Or, you know, I'd throw it down there and a calf would kick it off. I mean, I just was not doing very good at all, and uh, I don't want to say fortunately or unfortunately, you know, I, I was roping with Robert McLean and Clint Lay and, you know, all these guys, the uh, Ryan Massey, all these guys that don't miss, right? So I'm in there, you know, I, I coiled up my rope. I had a lot of practice coiling my rope up. And those guys would go in there and just pick up two, go to the fire. You know, I, I mean, I just watched them go in and out, in and out, in and out. And I was out there and, you know, I'd catch a blind dog every once in a while and take one, but I was getting really, really frustrated. And anyway, I, I remember sitting there as Robert took like his 50th one compared to my two. And, uh, Robert rode by and he looked at me and he smiled and I thought, man, Robert's been watching and seeing how many times I've missed and I feel like an idiot and everything. So I, I told Robert, I said, man, I, I'm sorry. I'm not giving y'all much help. Well, if you've ever worked with Robert, this reply will not you know, surprise you. Robert stopped his horse and he looked at me like I was an idiot. And, and he said, I don't give a crap. Well, he didn't say that. Well, he said something r relatively close to that. He said, I don't give a crap. The more you miss, the more I get to rope. And laughed and he rode off. You know, <laughs> and don't we put a lot of like effort or, or, uh, we put a lot of stuff into our self-worth about our performance. You know, we think that everybody is, is judging us based upon how well we perform in a situation. And, and, and I think that Christianity like cowboying gets in our heads. Um, we, we start focusing on how often we miss instead of celebrating the catches and, and, and learning from that. You know, um, we beat ourselves up over every little mistake. Listen, I, I, I'm going to tell you that, that we should all learn from our mistakes, but in cowboying and Christianity, you never get better by beating yourself up. You get better by learning, but you never, you know, nobody ever grew closer to God by beating themselves up. Repentance does not mean beat yourself up. Repentance means to turn away from it and change your mind and, and, and do better next time. It's a learning process. No one ever grew closer to God by beating themselves up. Listen, it's impossible. It's impossible. Not like it's hard, okay? Notice, I'm not using, I'm not saying that it's difficult. I'm not saying that it's nearly impossible. I'm not saying that it's, uh, that every once in a while you'll get lucky. 
It is impossible to please God based on your performance. It cannot be done. What do we call this? It's called grace. Grace is getting exactly what you do not deserve. Grace is getting, let me say that again. Grace is getting exactly what you do not deserve. And see, we have a problem with grace. And a lot of times I think it's on a subconscious level. We have a problem with grace, especially in the cowboy culture, Western culture, stuff like that, because we think people should get what they work for. You know, nobody gave nothing to me. I earned it all, right? But because that, that's the kind of environment that we live in. Well, we don't need a handout. Man, we work hard for what we have, whether it's a little or a lot. And, and that's not what grace is. See, deep down, I think we think that grace is religious welfare, and it's not fair. It's, it's not fair. And, and Jesus uses a, a, a parable to explain this because he says that a guy goes out, and, and I'm, I'm going to use a ranch analogy about what Jesus said instead of trying to read it out of the Bible. But basically, this is what the parable is. Uh, Jesus says, a rancher goes down to the feed store one morning, and there's a couple of cowboys hanging around. He said, what y'all doing today? They said, nothing. He said, y'all want to, y'all want to work? He said, yeah. He said, I'll give you a hundred bucks if y'all go out there and uh, build fence all day. They're like done. So they go out there and they build fence. And so the rancher goes back to the feed store about lunch. A couple of more cowboys hanging around. He said, what y'all doing? He said, nothing. He said, y'all want Y'all want to work? Yeah, we'd work. He said, I'll pay you a hundred bucks uh, to go out there and build fence all day. They're like done. So they go out there and he goes back at like four o'clock to the feed store. And there's another cowboy sitting there and he's like, Hey man, you want to, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. He said, you want a job? He said, sure. He said, I'll pay you a hundred bucks to go build fence the rest of the day till five. The guy's like done. And so he goes out there and then at five o'clock he gathers up all the cowboys and he starts handing them all a hundred dollar bill. And, and the guys that have been out there all day long are mad because the guys that got there at lunch and the guy that got there at four received the same amount as the guys that had been there all day. And he said, why are y'all mad at this? Did I not tell you that I would pay you a hundred dollars if you would work all day and you agreed to it? It's my money. I can do whatever I want to with it. And if I want to pay somebody a hundred bucks for all day, I'll do it. And if I want to pay somebody a hundred bucks for half a day or for one hour, what does it matter to you? That is grace. But we have a problem with it. And I'm telling you that, that you are on a mission impossible when you think that you can somehow work hard enough to earn God's forgiveness, to earn his love, to earn anything. You know, hypocrisy is the result of a performance-based relationship with God. Hypocrisy is the result of a performance-based relationship with God because we start looking at other people, well, I'm a better Christian than they are. 
No, God loves them the exact same amount you do. Well, I've been on 22 mission trips and I feed the poor and I do this and I do that. Who cares? Who cares? Grace is a lot of things, but one thing that grace is not is it's not fair. It's not fair. Never was meant to be fair. Because the only ones who will get what they deserve are the ones that are shipped down south for eternity. Those are the only ones that will get what they deserve. It is good news that you are not going to get what you deserve. Remember, it is absolutely impossible to please God based on your performance. That is a mission impossible. So, how do we deal with it? Here's four ways to get away from the impossible mission of trying to please God with our performance. Now, I tried to make it easy on everybody, so all of these start with R. And uh, the first one is relax. Relax. You know, stiff and uptight will get you bucked off quick. Uh, I, I've told this story many times, and, and I, I don't mean to bore you old timers with, with the same story, but many of you haven't heard it. Uh, one of my mentors, Ralph Hager, had a bridal horse named Juan. And Juan was retired, and he was late 20s, I think, something like that. And uh, Ralph told me one day, he's like, why don't you get on Juan? I'd been riding colts for years. And, uh, you know, just as soon as one got going good, he would, you know, ship him off and, and get another colt. He's like, it's time you got on something that was good. He said, go get on old Juan and see what a bridal horse is like. So I saddled up Juan and I was really, really honored that, you know, a cowboy of that magnitude would let me ride a horse of that magnitude. And, and I got on him and I got out there and he was like, you know, go ahead and warm him up. He's old, you know. And so I kind of warmed him up and everything. And he just didn't feel right. He felt really humpy to me. And um, anyway, Ralph is sitting there leaning on the fence. And he goes, you know, Kevin, that horse ain't bucked nobody off in 20, in, in 20 years. But he's fixing to buck you off if you don't relax. He said, he's not a cult. You're, you're, you're making him nervous with how stiff and everything you are. He said, Relax. And I don't know why, but that has always stuck with me is that we cannot do our best when we're all uptight. We need to learn to relax. You know, honestly, you can't have confidence if you're all uptight. The, the, the real goal of confidence is to be able to relax. Why should you relax? And th this is one of the things that uh, is kind of a guiding light in my life. Because I can look back. I, didn't, I had given my heart to Jesus whenever I was a teenager. A lot of people give their heart and their life to Jesus at the same time. And some people don't. Now, I gave him my heart whenever I was a teenager, but I was in my mid-30s. I mean, uh, I was like early 20s. 
I was in my mid-30s before I gave him my life. And, but I can look at all of those years before that. I can look back on my life and see God's hand guiding me when I had not a thought one about God. I can literally look back and say, that was God. That was God. That was God. That was God. He was preparing me even though I wasn't following him. And if I can look back and see God's hand in my life when I wasn't even looking for him, how much more will he be able to guide me when I'm listening, watching, and following? We have got to learn to relax. We've got to learn to chill out and let God be God. You can't make him love you anymore. A lot of us, man, you know, we, we get on fire and we're like, we got to do something. We got to do something. We got to do something. Man, just chill. Chill. There are going to be opportunities. Okay. There are going to be opportunities to do some stuff. But until then, man, just chill. Relax. Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven. And I'm going to read it out of the simplified cowboy version. Don't stress about nothing, but just be thankful and ask God for all you need. And the peace of God, which cannot be understood by our way of thinking, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Let me read that again. Think about this. Don't stress about nothing, but just be thankful and ask God for all you need. And the peace of God, which cannot be understood by our way of thinking, our impossible way of thinking, that we have to somehow earn God's love or pay him back somehow or whatever, man, just relax. And the peace of God, which cannot be understood by our way of thinking will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You will not have the peace of God. If you're uptight, you got to learn to relax, let it go. The second thing, the second way to get away from the impossible mission of pleasing God with our performance is to learn to rest. Once again, very, very difficult in our culture. We put a lot of our self-worth. A lot of us don't know anything else besides work. We work from the time we get up in the morning till the time we go home. And it's seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. But listen, a rested person working eight hours will get more done than a tired person will in 12 to 16. A rested person will get more accomplished in eight hours than a tired person will in 12 to 16. See, growth is found in rest, not in work. I've realized that in my year-long uh, transformation in working out. What, what was so hard is in my exuberance to... Uh, after all of my surgeries and, and, you know, reaching my early 20s where old age starts to set in, um, I, I've been going to the gym and I thought that the harder and more I worked, the, the better it would be. But after doing some research, I figured out that, yes, you have to put in the work, but you grow in the rest, not in the work. Now, you won't grow without the work, but if you just work every single day, there's no growth. There's no time to grow. We have got to learn to rest. 
And you know what, guys? Listen, cowboys, and, and some of you cowgirls too. Man, six days is plenty of work. Six days is plenty. Even God rested on the seventh day. And you know what? You ain't God. You are not God. If you want to grow, probably one of the single biggest obstacles to our growth in Christ is because we do not know how to rest. We do not know how to relax and let God be in control. In Matthew chapter 11, 28 through 30, once again in the simplified cowboy version. Come and ride with me, all of y'all that are worn smooth out and feel like a miner's old pack mule. And I will take the load off of you and let you lie down in tall green grass. Ride with me and learn what I teach you. Because I'm a gentle trail boss and my heart is pure and humble. With me is where you'll find rest for your soul. My saddle won't pinch and my burden is lighter than an empty feed sack. You want to grow? Yeah, you, you, you do have to put in the work, okay? The Bible also says if you don't work, you don't eat. But you're not going to grow if you put all of your effort into your own works and not learn to rest. The third way to get away from the impossible mission of pleasing God with your performance is we've got to learn to respond God's love is not based on our performance, but our love for him is. Now, I know that that kind of sounds like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, okay? You know, the, the Bible, Paul said that, uh, that we are saved by grace through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. But James, the brother of Jesus, said, Show me a faith without works and I'll show you a dead faith. They're not negating each other. They're, they are two sides to a coin because you can't make love God. You can't make God love you any more than he already does. Okay. He doesn't love me because I'm a preacher more than he loves you because you're a cowboy. Okay. The, the, God does not love me more than he loves you and he doesn't love Whoever you think of is the most godly person that you know. God doesn't love them more than he loves you. You can't make God love you any more than he already does. But you grow in your love by, for God by following his ways. You know what, what verse I always say. Jesus asked somebody one time, he said, Why do you call me Lord, but you don't do what I say? Yes, we do need to respond to the grace, you know, Ty and I were talking just this morning before, before we started that, uh, you know, we, we don't, when we give our meat away to, to somebody that's needy, we don't want them to try to pay it back. Okay. Because when you try to pay us for the meat, th then, then you earned it. Okay. It didn't come from us. It came from God. We don't want you to try to pay it back. We want you to pass it along. And that's exactly what God wants from you. He does not want you to try to pay 
his love back. He wants you to take that love and pass it along. That's what works is. Is knowing how much you received and give that to somebody else in equal measure. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Simplified Cowboy Version says, It's our faith in God's love for us that does the saving. And this is not from our own rope, our own hand, or our own horse. It is the gift of the Almighty. No matter how tough you think you are, you can't save your own hide. You can't toot your own horn about something you can't do on your own. You can't save yourself and you can't earn God's love. You can't make him love you anymore. But you know what? You can respond to that love by passing it along to somebody else. Not out of obligation but out of gratitude. When you truly realize the gift that has been given to you, you will want to pass it along. Not out of obligation, out of love. See, we get in our own way all the time with Christianity because we want to earn it because we live in that kind of a, for lack of a better word, macho culture. I earned it. Nobody gave nothing to me. Well, you know what? In this instance, you don't have to accept it because you can't earn this. You got to relax. You got to learn to rest. You, you, you need to learn to respond. Because those that, those that aren't doing good works have, don't really realize what they've been given. And the last thing you need to learn is to receive. Max Lucado, a great preacher out of Texas... He's still there. He's still there. Said, when grace moves in, guilt moves out. Think about that. When grace moves in, guilt moves out. Have you received the love that God is offering you? When grace is present, regrets are not. When grace is received, it is given. You know, grace is the substance that love is made of. Love one another as I have loved you. Let it go. God said, I will remember their sins no more. Grace is a substance that love is made of. You cannot love somebody without giving them grace. And you cannot give something that you have not received. You can't earn this, people. You, you have been uptight. And, you know, it, it's, it's not about going to church. It's not about doing all of this stuff. It is about Getting the grace, receiving it, and then passing it along. Not out of obligation, but out of a sense of thankfulness. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, Paul says, But he told me, my grace is enough for you. I am strongest when you've been bucked off. Because of this, Paul once again talking. Because of this, I will brag more about my weaknesses. So his strength will rest upon me. When you're weak and you know that you need God, it's when you'll cry out to him. And whenever you're 
bowed up and boy, I can do this on my own. You don't need God. And every single one of us need the grace that God is trying to offer. Quit with the impossible mission of trying to earn God's love. It can't be done. Man, go home. Man, we're fixing to start a new year. We're fixing to start a new year. Learn to relax. Learn to rest. Learn to respond. And learn to receive the great gift of grace. It's waiting on you. And it literally is all you need. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, without grace, we couldn't be saved. Grace and truth are found in your son, Jesus Christ, who died for us while we were still sinners. He got what we deserved and gave us the perfection that he had earned. And the worst thing we can try to do is pay it back with our performance, but we can learn to enjoy it and be thankful while telling others of the grace that can be theirs too. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, before we head out, I want to ask you if you're going to be sticking around with us. If you are, I'm going to ask you to go to SaveTheCowboy.com and sign up to make a monthly contribution. But let me tell you why. Because you heard this today because someone else did that. They gave so that we could reach you. It's time to pay it forward. When you give, we will be able to reach the next cowboy or cowgirl. The hands before you stepped up and filled the gap, and now I'm asking you to do the same. Someone reached you. It's time for you to reach someone else. Go to SaveTheCowboy.com, or you can even text SaveTheCowboy, all one word, to 77977 to give with your mobile phone. Again, that's SaveTheCowboy, all one word, to 77977. It's time to pay it forward. For Save the Cowboy, this is Kevin Weatherby. See you next time.